Hello, welcome to uh, episode 18 of Stick to Sports, where we had, we were thinking about maybe talking about a bunch of different stuff that's going on in sports this week, but then we got so many listener questions that we're just going to go through listener questions all day. That's it. They're all from Dave Lozo. I think he only asked one or two, maybe. Um, but we, we've gotten a lot the last couple of weeks, which is a, a nice change of pace instead of the you know handful we used to get. So we're just going to go through them all because there were a lot of good ones after everybody was so excited about the uh, time travel question last week. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough... It's a tough act to follow, frankly. I don't disagree. So some of the questions we got are sports-related, and some of them are just more in the vein of the time travel hypothetical. Oh, uh, by the way, I'm Ryan Lambert from Yahoo Sports. I'm Sean Gentile from Sporting News. Okay, that's plenty of that. Uh, so first question, this is a sports question, uh, and it's from last week. What MLB team will sign Tim Tebow? I'd like to say also... Yeah. Before we before we get it's too on with this, that that I haven't seen any of these. Ryan Ryan Again, has least seen. You have access to the Twitter. I'm not. Account. I'm not upset about it. I'm just saying, you know, in the interest of full disclosure, that I don't know what any of them are, which is going to make my answers all the more impressive, in my opinion. Sure, we like that. Uh, so Tim Tebow tried out, uh, hit some baseballs, shagged a couple of flies in center field, uh, by all accounts, was... Showed off Showed off that rag arm of his. I didn't see video. Did he have a rag arm? On the scouting scale of 20 to 80, I saw, I saw multiple people, multiple scouts in attendance giving him a 40, Ooh, which is like... Is bad. <laughs> which is, you know, good for the earth, but <laughs> not for... Not, not for professional That reminds baseball. me, when I, when I, uh, I, one summer I worked uh, doing deliveries for a uh, company that made t-shirts, and there was no, like, tape player or anything in the, in the van, and we had to, uh, so we just had to listen to the radio, and, and often what we listened to was Red Sox talk on WEEI. And uh, the first time I ever heard the term rag arm, it was because a guy called in to complain about Johnny Damon... <laughs> <laughs> the definition of a rag arm. Oh, of course. And he goes, and he's talking about he's not a good defensive center fielder, and, and the host was saying, you know, he's got a lot of speed, he covers a lot of ground. And he just, and the guy just, you know, Bill from Arlington or whatever, cuts him off and he just goes, <laughs> no, Glenn, he's a rag arm. <laughs> he's a fucking rag arm. He's a rag arm. And I'd never heard that before, and I laughed I was, we were lucky I wasn't driving the van at that point because I would have driven off the road laughing. It was. I remember uh, the first time I heard that was like, I like T-shirt league, which you know yeah, is sure. like when you're seven or eight or nine. Sure. And I I remember my they say coach. It about you? No, no, no. I had a cannon, obviously. My, sure. My, <laughs> my coach said it about himself because <laughs> he like he was like an old whatever, like an old an old an old pitcher who'd blown out his arm. Yeah. That guy also went on to say that Johnny Damon couldn't throw a temper tantrum. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, it was re it was a high quality call in from whoever that guy was. Uh, but back back to the subject of Tim Tebow. Anybody going to sign this guy? I hope the Pittsburgh Pirates sign him. That'd be great. That'd make my life fantastic. Well, I mean, I, like, like he's going to play A ball, maybe Double A. Right? Like, there's just, no way just, anybody lets him get near a AAA roster. I just, saw a tr I just saw a Twitter headline that said five or six scouts are interested in signing him. So, yeah, I mean, like, you <sighs> can't. I have, like, a weird, I don't know if it's, like, Stockholm Syndrome or what, but I'm fascinated by this, and I really want to see him pop up on, on a minor league roster at some point. Like, sure. I, like, it's fascinating to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't know enough about Major League Baseball to know who's going to sign him, but my, my my feeling going in would have been no, nobody will. So good for him, I guess. He's got people interested. I think it's funny to me still that Michael Jordan, 
playing professional baseball or attempting to is like regarded as some sort of like punchline or joke when that dude was one of the greatest athletes in history and he just randomly decided to play baseball and was pretty successful in double a he wasn't great pretty, he probably uh, he yeah, probably see, been playing every know. day but he hit 250 and stole a bunch of bags and you know was completely passable that's that's just insane to me and and you know it's funny to joke about now because it was just such an insane situation but he was pretty good and yeah. that's still just amazing to me so I, I i don't know if it's like residual fascination with that or what but yeah um i i hope well i hope i'm, I'm gonna hope say this somewhere. You, be i just looked it up and your recollection of michael jordan's goodness for the 1994 Birmingham Barons uh, dramatically overstates things. 202, 556 OPS. Okay, he it must have been like the last month or something. Like he was... He did he steal fit, 30 he bases out. though. Yeah, I, I knew he stole a lot of bases and I guess like, I guess like he kind of, you know, hit a little bit the, the second month but that's still just, that's, a, that's amazing to me. I, I just... Because double A baseball, I mean, there are it's... good players in double A baseball. Yep, guy, like I'm sure there there were multiple guys on his team alone that went on to play in the majors. Terry Francona was his manager as well. Yes, and apparently Steve Sachs was on that team. Steve Sachs was on that team. Steve Sachs was on that team. Uh, he played well. Okay, he played seven games, but. Wow. Steve Sachs, 34 years crazy. old, on probably, you know, a one-week rehab assignment. Yeah. I definitely thought he was long gone by that point. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hope I hope someone does sign him, man. It, it'd, be, it'd be interesting. Yeah. It'd be interesting. And nah. certainly, you know, it would be good for, like, attendance at whatever minor league team he ends up playing for. I mean, whatever. I don't care about that. I, well, I just... I, I think that's probably what teams care about the most. Whoever ends up signing him is probably like, yeah, I mean, you know, if he hits 225, I think I'd be surprised, but. Yep. Uh, next question. Oh, that, w- that one was from Cameron Thornton, that question. Thank you, Cameron. This next one is from Austin, and he says, and this is something that we've kind of talked about before, but if Bobby Orr time-traveled would he, uh, to the present day, would he be in an NHL lineup? Because we talked before about like a mediocre NHL or going back yeah. and dominating. Yeah, he would be. Yeah, I think so too. Because he can skate. Correct. And that's a really big part of hockey today. Like, just the ability to skate is going to get you a very long way. Like, it's going to lead people to dramatically overrate you. Yeah. Even like even if you're not good at all, people will be like, "Nobody eh, can skate, though." Yeah, it's like it's if, if you have to have one skill, that's that's what it is. Yeah, by far. Oh yeah, I mean, it, obviously Carl Hagelin is good in general, but like, if Carl Hagelin wasn't what the second or third fastest guy in the league, like I don't know that he'd be on an NHL roster. Have we had this? I feel like we've we've had this discussion before, specifically about Hagelin, where like. I, I said, you know, during the playoffs that if he had hands, he'd be a ten million dollar player. Oh, yeah. And then he sc- and then he scored like immediately after that, of right. course. Yeah, that but is yeah, how that I mean, goes. <laughs> but yeah, no. It, um, who's the other guy? The really fast guy on Detroit. Darren Helm. Yeah, that guy sucks, but he's fast. <laughs> and he's just signed a big new contract, so. God love. Him. That is a well-run organization, I have to say. Um, but yeah, so got a lot of got a lot of problems. So yeah, Bobby Orr would definitely be in the NHL. Uh, would he be, you know, an above-average defenseman? You know, if you put him in a time machine, I would think probably. Yeah, I I, I would guess so, but that's something that I. But like, yeah, he. I mean, I wouldn't tend to guess honestly. I think it's one of those things where if you gave him, I don't know three months to get up to speed with the current NHL game, just like the kind of athlete he was, I think he'd be. Yeah. I, 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 I can't, I can't imagine him not being good. Yeah. That, Cause, um, do you ever read, there was this book where a guy tested out a bunch of insane sports theories 
or whatever, where it was like, um, you know, if I if I put on a fat suit and played goal, would I would it matter or whatever? Right. Um, and there was one where like Pete Sampras played him in tennis, but Pete Sampras was playing with a frying pan. Oh God, no! And uh, so the other one was like, would are Major League Baseball players like good enough to be good at wiffle ball? Because wiffle ball, you know, it's obviously a very it's a different, slightly different skill set. It's a, it's an insanely different. So he got like guys who are the best wiffle ball players to play yeah. against, like Orlando Cabrera and and guys like that, like actual oh, major league baseball players. And the wiffle ball players won. Uh, the main I mean, yeah, if, if you yeah, see, if you watch like if you've seen like prof- not professional, but like high level wiffle ball, you know, elite elite wiffle ball players. Yeah, I mean, they're doing bizarre stuff with the ball yeah i mean the movement on that is like really really difficult but then you know the major league players held their own and then you know afterward they basically said like you know if you gave me a month to play this every day i would annihilate these clowns and Mm -hmm. i don't i don't disbelieve that you know so that's kind of but, where I'm at. Oh, by the way, Michael yeah. Jordan hit 260 in the last in his last month in in the minors. So I, I knew I saw that somewhere. Yeah. He, so again, got up to speed. Like elite right. athletes are just elite athletes at the end of the day, so they can do that sometimes. Um, let's see. Okay, so th- that's it for last like holdover questions for last week. But we got a we got a bunch today. Uh, this one from uh, I'm gonna probably mispronounce this, so I apologize. Harjan Pada, maybe, um, asks, "Would you rather be Hillary Clinton or Nikita Kucherov?" <laughs> <laughs> That's a very oh, amusing yes. question. To me. <laughs> I would rather be Kucherov. I think I would agree with that. Um, because then I wouldn't have uh, I don't want to be pres- disease. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't have epilepsy. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I really, I don't think I would want to be president. I don't think I would want to be, you know, waiting, awaiting my arrest by the FBI for corruption charges. <laughs> I I think my my like if I I would love to be not not like a truly elite like top tip top caliber athlete but I would love to be a Kucherov level athlete because you're really cause you're, pretty close to really good you know what I'm talking about yeah I I wouldn't want to be I wouldn't want to be so famous and so good that I have to put up with an unduly amount of shit, but I'd like, I don't, I'd like to be on that very next year. Where... I'm going to say this. Everybody on the Tampa Bay lightning, but Steven Stamkos can walk around just about any city in North America and not anyone is going to recognize them. Right. But again, I'm talking about like outside of, of like, I, w- I would rather be Nikita Kucherov than, than Steve Stamkos, I think. Oh yeah. I totally agree with that. Um, because at some point, like, you know, the difference in salary is, really not that big of a deal yeah it's not and it's not worth it yeah and no it certainly wouldn't be for me um but but what i what i was gonna say is like ideally for me we're talking utility infielder like guy that comes in defensive substitution in the eighth inning or whatever oh for sure yeah, because I'd love those to be like make four million dollars a year, and nobody ever thinks about like Doug Mentkevich or whatever. Absolutely, Sean Rodriguez. You know, play yeah. a bunch of positions. You start two thirds of the time across, and nobody expects much out of you. Right. Um, I'm gonna say guy who can easily go between second and third liner in the NHL. Absolutely. Where you're, where you're good, but you're not like great. You're never gonna make an All Star team or anything like that. Um, Carl Haglund. Yeah. Oh, perfect example. Yeah, I'd love to have Carl Haglund's life. Um, first guy off the bench on an NBA team. 
Yeah, I was, I was thinking like Jamal Crawford, where you just like win six man of the year awards and make yeah, a bunch exactly. of money. Or not even that. It, yeah, NBA wise, NBA wise, I would just rather be some. Right now, I'd rather just be some dude who is six ten and could, you know, walk and chew gum at the same time because those guys are getting eighty million dollars yeah, over four years or whatever true. it is. That is certainly true. Uh, in the NFL, it seems like everybody's job sucks except like backup quarterback. You know what? I'd like to be. I'd be a punter. Mm-mm. No Pun- punter, punter over kicker, but that's still that's too much pressure. Uh, so, yeah. If, if you're a punter in an in an NFL city and you shank one at the wrong time, like you're gonna get death. You're gonna you're gonna get death threats. And you're also gonna get cut immediately. Is the other problem? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, so, gr- a kid that I was friends with in like junior high and high school. His mom's cousin, I want to say, was the relation, was longtime NFL kicker Morton Anderson. Oh, yeah. And uh, one time we went to a Patriots game, like, you know, free tickets and all that. uh, And we got to meet all of the Atlanta Falcons after the game. And they all seemed to really like Morton Anderson. Yeah, I mean, he was like from that age, also back then, where kickers could just be complete non-athletes. Like, he was just a... He was like a, the chubby guy who lives next door. There was no, they weren't fooling themselves. <laughs> no, 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 no. They certainly were not. Um, so yeah, and he was he was super nice. And if I'm not mistaken, he might be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I don't believe he is, but he's certainly one of the greatest kickers of all time. I looked it up. Seven-time Pro Bowl or yeah. not in the Hall of Fame. Also, Dutch. Morton Anderson's Hall of Fame candidacy is a hot topic, and that was from February of 2016, so Ooh. he's at least in the discussion. Yeah, so there you go. Good for him. Anyway, nice guy. Signed my fal- Gave me a Falcons hat and signed it. Nice. So can't, can't ask for any more than that. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think any other sports where that's a thing. I guess not. I mean, the, the, the moral of the story is that I don't want to be president. Well, sure. Who, what is, okay, so let's ask this. What, I'd like to be a speechwriter. I was just going to say, what's the level in politics you want to reach? Speechwriter. For me, speechwriter seems like a really shit job that I wouldn't want to do. Um, but, like, chief of staff for, like, a mid-level congressman, like, a got like, you know, the guy representing the third district of Kansas or something like that. Chief of staff for that guy? That seems pretty all right scheduler for a junior senator somewhere sure that sounds great now i i'd be a i'd be a i'd be a speechwriter for it'd be great if it were for somebody who you actually uh respected <laughs> you respected and believed in and were like at least somewhat in step with politically well yeah i mean i i wouldn't be like ted cruz sign me up or whatever you know i'm right i mean that's implied yeah but um would not want to be a press secretary Oh God, no! That would be- <laughs> I would. I think I would rather be president than press secretary. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because at least when you're the president, they tell you the cool shit, right? I can't remember. It might have been Obama where they sat down and they did an interview, and the first question they asked him was like, "So when you're like, when you become president, they take you into the into a room and they tell you insane stuff you would have never thought of," and he's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Oh, yeah, they certainly do. Maybe uh, going back to our famous friend draft, maybe you and maybe you and Barry can uh, talk about that sometime. Yeah. Clue you in. Tell I, you I about one and, you know. I also think about uh, what's the guy from the West Wing? Toby? Toby's job is like White House Chief of Staff? Yeah. That doesn't seem like it would be that bad. Doesn't seem like it would be great either, to be fair. But like, if I, I don't, had to be... I don't really want much of a, <laughs> I don't want a decision making role in any way when it comes to, you know, the yeah, federal. Fair uh, enough. Fair enough. All right, next one. Um, would you rather see Patrick Waugh coach the Canadians for two seasons or <laughs> Michel Therrien do it indefinitely? Uh, oh, and uh, that was from Ryan Hobart. Ryan Hobart. Uh, wah. I agree. A hundred percent agree because that would be an incredible shit show. 
I mean, we all know what the end game is going to be with Tarion. But why at this point? He's... <laughs> anything could happen with him. Literally anything. It's <laughs> totally true. Because, you know, like you say, Tarion's going to get fired the second they lose five games in December this year. It, you know what, though? I, I will say, I like the way that's phrased because it sort of allows for the... It sort of guards against the fact that he's going to get fired very well, soon. Well, sure, yeah. Um, so it would, like, part of me, I I get why it's a choice because it would be funny to see I how won. far down he could take them. <laughs> yes. But, but yeah, just the total unbridled insanity of, I want the of, wa- of law coaching in Montreal. Like, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't pass that up. Yeah. I totally agree with that. That's a, uh, I mean, just the press conferences alone. Ah, it'd be fantastic. Because you, because the thing, the thing that you have to understand about Montreal is that they are groveling at Terrian's feet, right? And Terrian sucks. He's really bad. So to bring in a guy Mm -hmm. like Patrick Waugh, who all time great Canadian, one of the two or three greatest goalies in the history of hockey, uh, like every question would just be like, so Patrick, you know, how have your players let you down in this seven, one loss in which you were outshot 40 to 12. <laughs> and then, and then he would tell them. Yeah. Oh, that, that's, that's the best part is Patrick was history of just totally throwing all his good players under the bus. I, I remember when he got, when he quit, uh, I, I looked it up like just players he had called out. And one of them was Jerome Aginla. And I was like, what kind of a scumbag do you have to be? <laughs> to be like, you know who's a real problem here is this 38-year-old guy who, you know, yeah. scored 30 goals a year like clockwork for a the decade living, and a half. The living legend who is putting up with my bullshit for yeah. some unknown reason. Well, the reason is they gave him five and a half million dollars a year. But it's yeah. true. I guess no one else would have done that. Yeah. Yeah, no. so it's, do what you got to do. It's agreed. Patrick Waugh in Montreal, and like the secondarian gets fired, that's their first call. So we're really gonna get that very mm-hmm. soon. Like we're mm-hmm. months away. Um, Correct. Our next question is from Jordan Dix, and Jordan asks, "Would you rather have your favorite team win a championship every year, but you know it's coming, or have them never win, but you but you don't know that's going to happen?" I'm sorry, can you repeat the, the last part of that? I'm sorry. I'd... So, your team either wins every year, but you know going into the season that they're going to win, mm-hmm. or you have them, ne- like they're never going to win, but you enter the season not knowing that. Oh, like you get man. a mind wipe after making this decision. I think I would, I think I would, you got to take the, you got to take the championship. The title, baby. That's what it's all about. And and then it becomes a different kind of uh, yeah. Because I think you can still enjoy it, right? Because like when I play video games, for example, like sports video games, there get it gets to a point where you know your player is so much better than everybody else. Like no matter how hard you make the game, that mm. in the in NBA two K sixteen or whatever, I just I just averaged a triple double for a season. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so the so the game is no longer. Oh, am I going to win a title and like be the MVP and all that kind of stuff? The game is. Well, how many points can I score against the Pacers tonight? Right, and then you you would also have a better appreciation for the ebbs and flows of the season. It would it would immediately kind of contextualize the the regular season, and you wouldn't you wouldn't have to worry about random games in you know December or right. Or whatever, you would just be able to approach it with a, with a clear head and, and appreciate what it meant, even when you knew the outcome. Yeah. So yeah, I I think I think dooming yourself to a life without watching your team win a title is you can't you can't do that. And there's something to be said for the thrill I think of unexpected success. Or, sure. Of of course there is, but if you know for a fact that that's not going to come, then and, and you care that much about it, your life's going to be pretty shitty, at least as far as being a sports fan is concerned. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, the, the other thing I think about is, so uh, my college, UMass Lowell, uh, was a mediocre college hockey team forever, right? Like the entire time I, I watched them, they were okay at best. Um, mm-hmm. And then five or six years ago, they got a new coach and he took them from being a five-win team, like one of the worst seasons they ever had, to winning 24 games the next year. Mm-hmm. And I think the lowest they've they've uh, done since then is 22. Like, unbelievable coach. Um, completely turned the entire program around. Mm-hmm. And now, like, all my friends who still are like, oh, you know, uh, like, season ticket holders live and die with this team, whatever. Now they just complain about, like, he's not recruiting what, as good. Oh, that's always, that's always the way that it goes. Yeah, like... It's, it's that way with the, with the Pirates. I mean, I... They were god awful for my entire childhood. Yeah, I mean, I, I, from when I was six years old until I was twenty six years old, they did not make the playoffs. So f- literally, for the relevant portion of uh, of my childhood and adolescence and young adulthood, they stunk. And when they when they turned it around and, and made the playoffs, you know, a, a few years ago, that was one of the coolest things that you know in that I've experienced for sure. Speaking I mean, like, like I'm, I still had it coming. Enough. Huh? What is that? One of those things where you didn't see it really coming beginning of the season. No, no, it, it was that it was that intellectually you could see that you could see it coming, but there had been some, especially in the recent past in the, in the two years before that they'd collapsed and there'd been, you know, sort of, uh, you know, it, it when it seemed like it was going to happen the last couple, the, the preceding years, you know, they fell apart. So, so you knew that it was possible. You knew that they were better. But, you know, all that failure, all that kind of failure and aggregate going up to it, right? you know, you didn't really, even though you intellectually understood it, you sort of emotionally just assumed that something bad was going to happen. Yeah. And then it, di- and then it didn't happen. And that was, that was amazing. But you look at, at the environment that surrounds that team now and the way that people are, you know, the, 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 the tenor of the dialogue around it now because they're you know right there are a couple games out of the wild card and they've like underachieved and there's been some questionable moves and blah 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 i mean people yeah people forget quickly yeah and, and that and that's what's like insane to me is when people are like oh you know there's all these problems with recruiting and they haven't recruited well in like three years and it's like yeah i i mean maybe that's true but also, you know, look at look at what the results are. They're always a positive possession team. They're all they're almost always like one of the best uh, goaltending teams in the entire country. Uh, Connor Hellebuck had like averaged like nine forty seven in two years at Lowell. Like that right. that that's how good they are. Right. They've made the NCAA tournament four times in the last five years. Um, and the one time they didn't, they were the first team out. And it's wow. like, you guys can't just be like, oh, this is amazing that this is happening because before I used to be excited about an 18 win season. Yeah. No, I, 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 I literally don't understand that. I think that's just human nature, you know, where people get, you get, you get spoiled. I think it goes, whether it's in sports or life or, or anything, you know, you're, you're, uh, your standard of living changes. It's like, you know, if, if you're, if you grow up poor and then, and then get some money, you know, you don't want to be poor again. Well, sure. <laughs> sure. I guess, I, I guess I that, get that. Part that's a, that's a, that's a flawed analogy, but, but I, I think once, yeah, no, I once, the, once the standard changes, you know, I, people are, you know, people are going to, are going to change themselves. Yeah. So I don't know. Why would you not want your team to win? That that's that's the thing. Right? Like, I, that's I, that's what I said though. I I get I get why that's a choice. I I, I think I there's really something to be said. For, I you're not you're like Spock, man. <laughs> Fair enough. You're you're very you're very cold and rational about about that sort of stuff. Like I, I get I get the I get the joy of of unexpected successes is, is is what I mean. So I, oh, I sure. can get why. I, I can get why it's a question that, that was posed, but to me, there's still only really one correct answer. Yeah, I, just in terms of the unexpectedness, like, 
when my when my college's team like went from five wins to twenty four, nobody yeah, saw no, that coming. Obviously, and it was yeah, incredible. I, I, I get it. Like, it was incredible to see that. So I I do get that aspect of it, but but ultimately you can't you can't doom yourself to yeah, exactly. failure for, that, that, for the rest of your life, as far as that's concerned. Correct. Uh, our next question is from Jesse Spector. I don't know who that is, but that's fine. Yeah, not not familiar. Uh, and he says, "How much money is too much to pay for a bottle of water?" Oh, uh, that's good. That's a very good question because it depends on so many circumstances. Size. Mm-hmm. I would say four dollars. Whoa! I was not going to go any higher than like two fifty. And even then, I would I get like a big, like a big. If I were really thirsty and feeling, and feeling splurgy, I think I would spend like three fifty on a huge bottle of Fiji or something. Mm. I'm a smart water guy, first of all. Not that I drink a ton of bottled water. I just tend to drink out of a tap or whatever. Uh, but like, like a peasant. Well, I'm gonna say this though. Boston is routinely ranked among the top. Uh, like tap water quality in the entire United States. Yeah, so, I, I just I have I have a Brita pitcher, whatever. Yeah, so there you go. Um, but yeah, if I'm out and I'm like really thirsty, nice one of the big bottles of Smart Water. I don't know what that runs you like two fifty or so. That sounds about right. Four bucks sounds. Crazy. I would pay like if 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 the circumstances were right, I would pay like three ninety nine. Or something, but like wow, you're really walking this back. I'm gonna have you down to three ninety six. Very. <laughs> well, it's 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 a psychological thing. Once it, once it hit four dollars, I'd be like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I agree. I, uh, listen, Liz. Okay, so I I was at <laughs> I went to see Blink One Eighty Two a couple days ago, and this is at you know a twenty three thousand you know capacity seat amphitheater outside of Pittsburgh. And they were selling bottles of water for seven dollars a piece. <laughs> Are we talking just like Dasani twenty ounces? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes! Yeah, there, there's. I don't care how thirsty I am. I don't know that I'm like. I'd have to literally be dying of thirst to be like, here's seven dollars for your twenty. Ounces I would still. Of- I would still pay like eleven dollars for a mil- for like a high life tall boy or something. Oh sh- yeah, given the option, sure. Um, it, because at that point, it really is the principle of the thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like, yeah, just walking into a CVS, something like that, two fifty max. It's a hard cutoff for me. Yeah, and, I, even, I, yeah. That, and even then, that I sounds that. real rich for my blood. <laughs> I just have, you know, I wouldn't be happy paying two fifty. I have a higher standard of living than you, I guess. Apparently. What do you think? You ever see these guys, like these uh, dirtbag guys, who walk around with just like the full gallon bottle of water in their lives? I remember a kid I went to high school with used to carry around like a, yeah, like a a huge a huge thermos, and I made fun of him constantly for it. Oh, sure. in hindsight, in hindsight, he was smart because he was staying hydrated and whatnot. <laughs> but I, he 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 got he got it pretty good. He didn't care. I'll 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 say that for him. He yeah, was... well, he was so hydrated. He was like above <laughs> it. He's like you. You guys are sitting there vaguely thirsty. Not me. Not me. And then he takes a big swig out of it and just like stares you right in the face. That is ice cold and fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next question comes from Ryan. Not me though. Not me. Mm-hmm. Um, if you could banish one sport or league from existence so we never have NFL. to NFL well he said why is it UFC <laughs> which is I don't I, his premise is solid for me U, UFC ceasing to exist uh, I, I, you know what and, I, and I, let me say this about, about the NFL too as weird of a relationship as I, as I have with that I, you know I, I write about the NFL because I have to. And if the NFL disappeared tomorrow, I would unquestionably no longer have a job. And that goes for many, many, many people because yeah. the the NFL it, it's like a it's like the it's the football industrial complex basically. Sure. You know where if if it ceased to be the all hell would break loose. So I can't say that because I like to I'd like to keep uh I like I'd like to keep my job. 
Sure. UFC, though, yeah, I, I don't... I know so little about it and care so little about it right. that it doesn't really register with me. So very early on, and I might have talked about this before. Yeah, you show. did talk about this. Uh, yeah, so, like, I don't hate UFC. I hate people who oh. like UFC. Like, the audience is gross, is generally what I would say about UFC. Um, but, yeah, I don't... I know I know little enough about it to not have super-duper strong opinions on it, other than my initial thought of, like, yeah, this is this is gross. It, it's, it's a gross sport in that, like, you see people beat each other half to death, which is not great. Um, but... You know, I I think there are like aspects of it that are not as overtly terrible as aspects of the National yeah. Football League. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've I've had I've had like the appeal of UFC explained to me by intelligent people, so like I I respect that to an extent. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I I understand it, but I also don't I also don't care. Like it just doesn't No, I does, I don't it does I nothing do not for me. Care in, at all. Unless it's in, unless it's some like huge overarching uh story that becomes bigger than the sport itself, like I just I don't give a shit. I I kind of like UFC for that like weird fluidity that some guys have between MMA and um professional wrestling. Mm. Where it's like, oh yeah, Brock Lesnar is going to fight in UFC, and then he's going to be on Monday Night Raw like three weeks later or whatever. Yeah, and like I, that's, that's other interesting thing too. to we, me. We, you and I, you and I talked about this yesterday. Like, I just don't wrestling does nothing for me anymore. Mm-hmm. I was really into it for a, for a few years, and you know, whatever. What, what but era, I, what era I, are we talking about with your wrestling oh, like, enjoyment? Like, like, like attitude era. Attitude I was, era. I was, sure. I was, you know, nine through twelve for it, or whatever it was. Yeah. Ten. 10 through 12. And then I got to high school and I was like, eh, I'm not interested in this anymore. Sure. So it is like wrestling is one of those things because so many people that I like, whether it's on Twitter or, or elsewhere, are so into it. And I just don't, it just doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, I used to be a huge wrestling fan. Like, read all the message boards, read, yeah. like, had pre- preferred, uh, professional wrestling like blog writers basically this was before they were called blogs obviously because this is circa 2002 at the absolute latest Mm -hmm. um but like yeah so i really have a a lot of appreciation for professional wrestling and like at the same time like you know cm punk quit wwe and he's gonna join either ufc or some other league and he's gonna get his ass kicked someone's gonna kill that dude and and that's you know like that's a thing in which I have some amount of interest and I've also recently started getting back into wrestling a little bit because I have a friend who works for WWE and um, there's this thing called NXT now which is like for wrestling nerds which mm-hmm. is great um, and it's you know it's not really storyline focused it's more just like eh, these two guys are good at wrestling so they're gonna wrestle now which yeah. Like- I'm very just, into. No, like I, I zoned out while you were talking about it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, here's a question from Derek Heath. Uh, if you left food from McDonald's, Burger King, or Wendy's in your car, like if you had to do it so that your car smelled like it, which one would yeah. you prefer? McDonald's. Yep, no question. Not even worth discussing. McDonald's food smells the best. I'm so. surprised you're that. I'm surprised you feel that strongly about it. Wendy's food doesn't really smell like anything, and Burger King food doesn't smell as good as McDonald's food. So, McDonald's food it is. Um, I'm a McDonald's man. We yeah, we are quite aware of that fact. And an artist man. <laughs> We're very aware of that fact as well. Um, Michael Foist asks, would you rather eat only spaghetti or only pancakes for the rest of your life? God, I, like spaghetti, spaghetti, like with, uh, right. With like red sauce. You know what? He didn't say, so I'm going to say you can dress up your spaghetti however you like. 
Yeah, I'm going to go spaghetti. Yeah, same. Uh, I can't imagine eating pancakes two or three times a day for my entire life. Uh, I don't care how much fruit or chocolate chips or whatever else you want to put in there. I'm, I, I re- Look, I'm not saying I don't like pancakes. <laughs> I do. But Yeah, I, right. I don't want to eat either of those things all the time. No, I, I would totally agree with that. I've cut back significantly on the amount of pasta that I eat in my everyday life to the point where, like, if I have it once every couple of weeks, I'm like, eh. Is that what you're like? That's your reaction to it? I'm like, nah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I think, I, I think you know, there's, you can do more with, with uh, spaghetti. Sure. If you want to sweeten up spaghetti, I think you could have a shot at it. Whereas I feel like it would be like tough Like putting to... sugar on on yeah, your spaghetti for a nice, a nice breakfast pasta. <laughs> here's my, uh, here's my, my, uh, butter and cinnamon sugar. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I guess bet that's like, fine. Honestly, I bet that's perfectly all right to eat. I need to, I, I need more info on that though. Like, do you have, con- you, cause you would have to have like, do you get to like cut up like sausage? Like, can you do like, like chicken fettuccine alfredo and stuff it again it doesn't specify i'm gonna say sure like just about any kind of pasta dish but it has to be made with (laughs) spaghetti uh okay see i see i i think i think we're making headway here i i would definitely do that but like can you just imagine just eating only carbs for for the rest of your life and a very specific carb like that too just nothing else i can't imagine that (laughs) that sounds quite bad um, Spaghetti. Yeah. The same fellow, Michael Foyce, once again asks, uh, would you rather live as a random character in a horror movie or <laughs> an action movie? Action movie. Again, not even a question. Horror movies have four people in them. Three of them die at a minimum. Yeah. Especially now, it seems like action movies, like, nobody dies. Like, like there's always these horrible, these horrible scenes and explosions, and then you, you just kind of, they, they always throw in people, like, walking away yeah, from them. Yeah, it's the A-Team. The whatever. A-Team, yeah. like, never killed anybody, but that van that drove up the side of a cliff flipped over four times and exploded. <laughs> that guy walked out of there just fine and shook his fist. I also just generally, like, I, I like action movies more. Like uh, the, the the general the standard motif of an action movie is way more appealing to me than a horror movie. Well, sure. I'm not a big horror movie guy. I you know I think they're I think horror movies can be good, but the vast majority of them are not. Um, at, like there, put it this way: there's a much better chance that a random mediocre action movie is enjoyable than a random mediocre horror movie i absolutely if and if my life were like lethal weapon or something if i lived if i lived in the lethal weapon universe not i'm not saying like as you know i don't want to be like a random character i'm not trying to be yeah right obviously i don't want to be Riggs or anything but but if i if i live in that universe where that sort of stuff happens and that is the way people behave and speak i'm yeah that's that's a no-brainer for me yeah no i i totally agree like even the odds that you're like a henchman who gets killed or you're the you're a guy on the like you're one of the passengers on the bus in speed yeah right. i was going i was going to say if you're like one of the one of the people in like fukutomi plaza or whatever nakatomi come on what did i say fukutomi oh christ that was that was just a brain fart mm, yeah so uh, i th- i think we're as with just about everything else uh, I think we're moving right along in our uh, oh in God, our agreeing cic- on things. These cicadas are so loud. Can you can you hear them? I absolutely can. Um, but that's that's how it goes sometimes. Every seven years or whatever it is. I can hear them through my headphones. <laughs> sure. Um, Mitch asks. If you made an additional twenty thousand dollars a year, uh, but had to receive the Twitter responses that Barack Obama gets, would you do it? <laughs> yeah, I would. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And like, I'm going to say, he doesn't say this, but the caveat is like, you can't mute, you can't block. Like you just have to sit yeah, yeah, there yeah, and I, read. I, I, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think I do it. Cause I, I've grown not, not to compare my Twitter responses to Barack Obama's, but like, I don't know. I've, I've, I've learned, to, I've, I've learned to laugh at stuff too. So I, I, I would, I would imagine I would build up enough of a callus where, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, granted, you're going to get your fair share of like, you're a Muslim. Y O U R a Muslim or whatever. You're going to get that. That's, that's irrefutable. Well, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing too. The, The good part about having, about it being Obama is, is like if somebody threatens your safety, yeah, like, you just, they're you, you just, just point this. at the screen in the secret search. Well, to yeah. be fair, <laughs> yeah. no, this is just like you though. So you're not Obama. Oh. You're just looking uh. like you have to see his replies. I, I think, as as we all know, we've seen what you know women in the media deal with in terms of having their safety threatened, right? Daily on Twitter, so I don't know how I would necessarily deal well, with that. Well, you're not but... being threatened, though. This is Obama being threatened. You're just looking at his replies. Oh, like I would just have to read Obama's Wait. Twitter replies? Had to receive the Twitter responses Obama receives. How would you interpret that? Oh, see if... It... Yeah, I... well, oh, that's tough, though. Because he definitely gets... I, I think that I think the, the threat of harm would not be great yeah but i'm gonna say I this think, between the like info i can wars, use another twenty thousand a year though sure so for me the power ranking of like most annoying people that like reply to obama mm-hmm. uh lowest on the list is the teens who just reply dad or fuck me dad <laughs> yeah though the, that i feel like i would be pretty uh pretty cool with <laughs> oh, is that so? Well, just it would be very funny to me. Nope. To just see go to coming. jail. Go to jail. I didn't say I agreed to do it, but I agreed to do it. Um, you'd set up a meet, <laughs> and you'd bring your little sixer of Mike's Hard Lemonade and your <laughs> and your box of condoms. A whole box. Um, yeah. the and big then, box, like. That's bottom of the list, like ineffectual dweebs who are like, well, technically this this policy position, and like those people would annoy the shit out of me. <laughs> your voice, your voice only changed a little bit for Don't that, by the yourself. way. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, right above them would be the Infowars people. And then, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, like number one most annoying people are uh, the politics Twitter people who just like would bl- like block quote it and go this. Oh God, it would it would be horrible, man. But I, I yeah, 20, 20 grand, I'd do it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next question is from Alex, and Alex asks, if the Golden State Warriors are forced to play in street clothes next year, how do they fare? Ooh. You had to find street clothes, though. Like, pants? Yeah. Let's say pants. Let's say... Dress mm, No, like, they can wear like, sneakers, like, but not like, like high tops. Hmm. Sneakers, Shoes not high big. tops, and I'm gonna say short sleeve dress shirts, like button up short sleeve shirts. Uh, that's tough now, man, because guys' clothes are, are so tight. Like the stuff that they wear on the bench when when they're injured. It's true. Just because it's cooler, so I it there'd be, there'd have to be real range of motion issues. I I think I think wearing being allowed to wear like. Soft-toed shoes or soft-soled shoes, like sneakers, in one way or another, is huge. Yeah, oh, boy. I think they would still finish over five hundred. I think they challenge for the division. 
I don't know. I don't know that it's a they runaway. Make the playoffs. Yeah, oh, they definitely make the playoffs. That's not a question. Um, they would for sure make the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, they wouldn't be one of the greatest NBA teams ever assembled talent wise. No, no, certainly not. So, I, I think I think make the playoffs is a good is a good plateau. And plus, if they're wearing just like the Curry two lows, they're going to oh, be looking good. Styling. Yeah, I don't know, man. I you can't you can't underestimate how much like how much it would screw those guys up to shoot in like in like you know button down like tight button down shirts. Sure, that would that would that would mess with them. Yeah, but again, how quickly do they get used to it? It's a fair question. So I, I just th- I think I think they'd be fine. Perfectly. I guess the question is like, do you think they lose? I, I, I'm not sure if I. You know, I know I said they'd finish above 500, but I'm also not sure. Like, do I think they'd lose more than 20 games solely because of what they were wearing? I don't know about that. I don't know. That's like tough. I said, but I, 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 I'm, I'm I think saying, they would I'm challenge saying, for the division and maybe win it. <laughs> Undoubtedly make the playoffs, but. I think I'm, I, th- I think I'm lower on them than you are, but I, I, I think they'd, I think they'd still make the playoffs. Okay, all right. Um, Jake, who asked the fantastic time travel question last week, yes, uh, asks, have we ever been visited by aliens? And if so, have we had face-to-face contact with them? Oh man, I'm gonna say yes to the first one. And the second one. I think probably the answer is yes to both. Oh, boy. Because how did they build the pyramids otherwise? That's a good question. They were used for storing grain, I heard. <laughs> That's true. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I... I uh... Area 51's got to be for something, right? I mean, it's got to be for testing, you know, uh, test aircraft would be my would be my guess. But I thought that's where they kept the aliens in Independence Day. Well, I mean, it is, but that wasn't Independence Day is factual. Oh, OK. My mistake was uh, much Independence like Day too, much like Jurassic Park. Was that also Ugh. Ugh. We we've, we've talked about that enough. But but was I think aliens exist, and certainly oh, life on the planet absolutely. But I think it's a coin flip as to whether as to whether we've actually seen it. You don't think I, they've I, even like done a flyby? I mean, okay, so like let so let's put it this way: Earth is what like four and a half billion years old, something like that. The universe is more like. 13 and a half billion. So we're talking the universe is three times older than earth. In the scope of human history has, have, has a human ever been face to face with an alien? Well, let's, let's just, let's just do it this way. Like, have they ever been visited in your opinion? Or, has, <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I think I'm the, talking... I think the odds, I don't know if I believe it necessarily, but I think the odds are certainly that they have been. Yes, I, I. That's why I say yes to that. Is I, I think that's we're just playing the numbers. Not, like I'm hedging my bets is that like in modern in modern human history, let's say like twentieth, you know, I don't, not twentieth century, but in the last two hundred years, two hundred fifty years, it's tough for me to believe that if there if there wasn't like actual face to face interaction with aliens, that it hasn't been a bigger deal. Well. I mean, like, it's not, it's not like they're going to the White House, right? Like, they're, I'm talking, like, a guy in, like, to use your example of the last 250 years, an alien lands on a farm in England in 1840. Yeah. And, you know, he goes down to the pub the next day, and he's like, blimey, I saw an alien or whatever, <laughs> like... Tea and biscuits. In it, governor. Um, everybody's just going to go. Your face gets abducted by aliens. Are you offended, aliens? Are you? <laughs> Are you offended? 
Did I offend you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> By the way, this is I, yeah, I, this is not a know, question yeah. that anybody asked, but has anybody gone from as enjoy enjoyable to completely no. intolerable as quickly as Ricky Gervais? I'm going to say absolutely not. Personally speaking, no. I have never no. gone from from liking somebody so much to disliking them so much. Yeah. I met Ricky Gervais when he when they were filming that movie, The Invention of Lying. Perfectly uh, nice how, guy. How cheeky was he? Was he cheeky? No, he was just like sitting with an assistant in a Mexican restaurant in Lowell, Massachusetts. And <laughs> talking about how God isn't real. And he kept asking me if I was offended. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I was like, you know, I, cause at that point, like the worst thing he'd done, I think was like that movie about ghosts where he was a ghost. You remember that? I kind of like the invention of lying. Yeah. That was a perfectly okay. I think the premise it, of it was a lot better than the execution, but like the everybody second, in it was great. And, was, was poop, but the, yeah. the first, the first half, I, I think it fell apart a little bit. Yeah. The third no, th- I, that's. And I think that's probably true of most of the stuff Ricky Gervais does. Like, The Office kind of falls apart at the end, and Extras, same idea. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so, like, I met him, and I was like, oh, you know, really glad you're doing this movie in Lowell, really glad. And he and he was like, oh, thanks. And that was it. Like, like all your stuff, see you later. It's solely, it's, I dislike Ricky Gervais solely because of the Golden Globes, that that one special he had on HBO, and then that show that oh my god what was Derek? it called the one with, no, oh god yeah I mean that's just horrific but uh, that I I never watched a second of that but the the show that he did with like Seinfeld and Chris Rock and Louis C.K. Oh, on HBO yeah 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 oh boy yeah he uh, he really fancied himself an auteur at that oh, point it was and uh, it was. It was it was rough because like the office was about something extras was about something and then mm-hmm. everything else in his career was about ooh we're like we're going to make fun of people with disabilities I I can't cuz like still even can't an believe idiot it. abroad like I I'm one of those conspiracy theorists who thinks like Carl Pilkington is a brilliant act by a genius yeah. Yeah. um but even then, where they were just torturing that poor man, you I know, I think that when it, when it all really, really went south for me and Rick, like south permanently, was when I saw the cover of of uh, or whatever, like the 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 cover screen for Derek on Netflix. Oh yeah, and it's him. Do- it's oh, just it's really bad. Just revolting. Ugh. What are you talking about? Aliens? Aliens, yes. Um, I think I think I think the the odds are good that that aliens have visited Earth at some point in human history. Yes. Yeah. It's more likely than not. Face to face, opinion. though. Mm. Sure. Great. Um, by the way, that that kind of reminds me. There was this really like mediocre movie on Netflix. Like not even mediocre, quite frankly. It wasn't even like. It was barely a movie, let's put it that way. And it's about this guy who he's, like, leaving this college. He's a professor at some college, and he's leaving the school, and he, for some inexplicable reason, poses to his friends at this, like, going-away party. And his friends are all also college professors. And he says to them, like, Hey, by the way, like, what would you say if I told you I was immortal? And they're like, what? And he like lay he lays out the scientific basis for how a person could be immortal, and like basically that's the whole movie. And it wasn't very good, but it was a very interesting question. Like, could a is it physically possible that a human being could live an extremely long, maybe not like you know thousands of years, but like hundreds of years? Is that like scientifically possible in the you know fifteen billion people who have ever been alive? And I thought that was very I interesting. I disagree. Okay, fair enough. 
Don't watch that. The the most interesting part of that movie, though, is that the guy who uh, who made the jump to conclusions, Matt, in Office Space, uh, mm-hmm. like it turns out he's the immortal guy's son from like fifty years ago, and it was oh, amazing. Jesus Christ! And he has a heart attack and dies. Smikowski. <laughs> That's his name, Smikowski. But you're just watching the movie the whole time going, it's a jump to conclusions, Matt. It's a jump to conclusions, Matt. It has conclusions written on it. And, and then you jump, jump to them. <laughs> this is the worst idea I've ever heard. Uh, very last question here. Um, th- this is more of a standard one from Jason. And he says, knowing it would irreversibly change the future and you may not be born when you come back. (laughs) Would you go back and kill Hitler? I joked about this question last last week because I. Yes, you have to say yes. But it would definitely, it would definitely mean that you would not exist. Like, like the moment you, sh- the moment you fired the gun, or the moment, the moment the bullet killed Hitler, it would be, you disappear like Marty McFly. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I mean, this this is a very. It would so alter the oh, the base, fundamental nature of history in the world that 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 you just turned to dust but again like it says when you come back so you continue to exist like you come back into a world in which hitler never rose to power or anything like that so now so we're changing the rules of time travel here basically well no i mean like you go back in time and then you come back like you don't come back and like you vanish that's not how it works it says you come back Knowing f- what the second part of it was knowing full well that you may not exist. Yeah, but th- but that's what I'm saying. This is this is a problem of the question, and not the answer. Okay, so 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 you could theoretically you'd come back and like the, your, the entire parents, the, the world would be different, and everybody different, that you knew parents, and loved would right. not exist. Correct. Oh, boy, because you al- you also have to think about it in terms of what you know, the the race to defeat Hitler, or even the race to, like, militarize so that you could even fight Hitler did for the United States for, like, the, all the technology we have today, like, all the technology that simply wouldn't exist because no one would have put the effort into making it, right? Like, would we have nuclear power? Uh, no. You know what I mean? Right. So that So that's what I'm, or would we, and, like, but then what does that mean for the the communist threat and all this kind of thing? Oh, God. I, this is so... <sighs> I don't know. It would... It would so... Although, to be fair, this just says kill Hitler, you can't not say kill no. baby Hitler. <laughs> this doesn't... I just realized this does not say kill baby Hitler. So, like, you don't have to go back to 1892 or whatever. You could go kill Hitler circa 1939, nine, you know, before the final the solution. Point, the point in killing Hitler is to stop the Holocaust. Correct. So, like, if you killed Hitler, you know, when he's an art student or when you, when he's a relatively low-ranking member of the National Socialist Party, or whatever. Right. It would, st- But that would still... That would still change everything, though. Oh, it absolutely would. But it would... I also just want to kill baby Hitler. I, I, I would rather kill the baby. <laughs> the, the thing I prefer is, it. Like, if, you, if you get to come back, why not just take the baby? And then you have little, little Adolf Hitler, Gentilly... <laughs> That's my dog's name. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like you could just raise Hitler as your own. I. I'm spinning out on this question, Ryan. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a very tough one. 
you assume that like the the world the, the modern world could conceivably like it might be so it might be different to the point of being un, unpleasant yeah that's what i mean for, for someone to come back that's what i mean like in terms of would the cold war have started 20 like you know 10 15 years earlier uh, I don't know. You know, like it's it's very interesting to think about. But I, so let's. I don't want to. I don't want to answer this question. I I think that in in you know in the vein of war games, uh, the only the only way to win is to not play. Yeah. You know, like it's yeah. just because there's no there's no there's no good outcome for this because you're either choosing against stopping the holocaust or potentially destroying like the fabric of modern society the world yes right i choose modern society you know a lot of drawbacks in its own right so it's true it could always be worse it certainly could we could have you know subjected you to uh colin kaepernick talk for 25 minutes i had my fellow that type of day yeah. No, exactly. So we're all all set uh, with even being given that choice. Mm-hmm. Jason, take that question, put it and yourself in the garbage. <laughs> take it, roll it up real tight, and stick it in your Rudy Poo candy ass. I'm not going to go that far. No, it was a good question. I just... It's impossible to answer because you do because you run the risk of doing the uh, Jeb Bush thing of being like, hell yeah, I definitely <laughs> remember that. Yeah. The week he was trying to be a tough guy, fucking right, and he said hell yeah to murdering a baby. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why that guy didn't win the nomination. The, ga- the, the game was rigged against a Bush. How great is that? <laughs> The, the best part is the week before. I'm pretty sure he was like demanding that Donald Trump apologize to his wife for like some half slight. <laughs> yeah, he then, was like, "No." Then, uh, then he sim- said he'd simpler, murder baby Hitler. Times. Then he said he'd murder baby Hitler, and a week later, Donald Trump said his mom should be running because he's tougher. She's tougher than Jeb Bush. Oh, God. Uh... Ah, uh, were we ever so young? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that we were. All right. <sighs> All right, so I think that's going to do it for this week's show. That'll do it. We'll, we'll have a normal episode next week. but uh, Unless we get are... more really good questions. Get, cause... That's what. That's the only thing this is going to be, de- depending on the response. You know what? If If we get that volume of good questions again next week, I'm totally fine with this just being a question and answer show for Absolutely. the rest of time. Absolutely. So, all right. Yeah, that'll that'll just about do it for us. Uh, have a good week. Thank you for listening, and uh, make your own Bye decisions now. about Hitler. See you later. <laughs>